DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Introducing the S family of Zildjian symbols. Be bold. Learn more at Zildjian.com. From the parking lot. To the tunnel. Check it out. Have fun. Unleash. Let's go. To the 50-yard line. On the field. This is your field pass with DCI's Dan Potter. This is your field pass rewind to the end of the 2015 season. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What a wild, weird ride it was. Very weird. We'll set the stage for the season that's about to start. Amazing competition. By looking back on where we left our drum corps drama last August. It definitely gives me uh, a really cool perspective. One last glance back. This is the most unusual one for me. Before our new journey begins. This is your field pass. Here's Dan Potter. With just days to go until the step off of the 2016 season, it's time for us to put the coming tour in perspective. At the start of every season, of course, we invite DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario to clue us into what we can expect from last year's top 12 world-class cores in the new season. And we'll do exactly that in our next two preseason podcasts. This time, though, we'll take our trip back to August 8, 2015, so we can recall where our competitive saga left off. By the time the U.S. Marine Corps played the top 12 back out for finale on Saturday night, if all the questions floating around about how the cores would finish were actual floating question marks, you scarcely would have been able to see the assembled cores. The entire season, from the top to the bottom, from beginning to end in world class, had a seesaw feel to it. At every stop, you could tell that judges were rewarding what they saw as the performance of the night, and they weren't reluctant to vary placements from the night before. And then finals week, there were some unexpected penalties that knocked the reigning world champ down several pegs in quarterfinals, and a semifinals penalty that almost kept the Crossman out of finals. Or as director Fred Morrison has taken to calling them the cardiac Crossman because a penalty almost kept Bones out of finals in 2014 too. Crossman finishing 12th at the end of last season with a score of 85.025 their strongest subcaption was visual analysis where they finished 10th. Crossman ended up just a tick and a quarter behind the 11th place Blue Stars in 2015. The core from Lacrosse earned an 85.15 and their drumline had a great night placing 7th. Celebrating their 75th anniversary in 2015, the Boston Crusaders nailed down 10th place last season with an 86.8 in finals. I was around BAC a lot last summer, including at their big anniversary party and the 4th of July they had with the Boston Pops, and I can swear to the fact that last season was one of rebirth and renewal for one of America's oldest drum and bugle corps. BAC's board and alumni are committed to pushing the Crusaders to new heights this coming season and beyond. 
The Cavaliers were one of only two courts to see their score drop from semis to finals, finishing ninth with an 88.235, a drop of three quarters of a point. But you may recall the Green Machine faced some unique challenges in 2015, including an illness that had most of the core sidelined at different times over the span of several weeks during the season. You know the cabbies aren't satisfied with the way things ended last year. I look for them to come out breathing fire in this new season. Twenty fifteen was the first year, in fact, that the Madison Scouts have finished higher than the Cavaliers in finals since nineteen ninety seven. The Scouts scored an eighty eight point seventy five to land in eighth place. A point sixty five difference in total general effect is what propelled the Scouts over the Cabbies. Phantom Regiment in seventh place on finals night last year, the first court across the 90-point line in finals with a 90.325. And here was a great example of just how much caption placements could change from one night to the next last season. Regiment's guard went from 13th place in semis to sixth place in finals. This is your Field Pass, the official podcast of Marching Music's Major League. What a season 2015 was for the Blue Knights. The core from Denver finished sky high in the top six, the best finish in that core's history with a 91.85. In fact, the Blue Knights have risen four placements in two years. Makes you wonder what they might be capable of in the next few weeks. Santa Clara Vanguard had sole possession of fifth place throughout finals week last August. Their finals night score of 93.85 was more than four-tenths of a point better than in semis. Color Guard and Percussion outperformed the core as a whole with fourth place finishes in their captions. Speaking of outperforming... Cadets Hornline won the Jim Ott Trophy for high brass last year while the Corps itself finished in fourth with a 95.9. And finishing fourth in 2015 meant that you were easily within striking distance of the gold medal, with the Cadets score closer to the first place Blue Devils than the Vanguard right behind them in fifth. It just keeps getting tighter at the top. The Bluecoats added more points to their final score compared to semifinals than any of their competition, coming in third with a 96.925, and again it was a razor-thin margin between third and second. Coats were two-tenths from getting a second silver medal despite winning no caption awards. I spoke with Bluecoats member Nick Crawford after the scores were announced. Did you feel like before performing tonight anything was possible as far as placements? Yeah, I mean, like, it was so close that no one knew what was going to happen, and we were just so excited, and we didn't really care what the scores said because we had a great season. 
After taking the top spot on both Thursday and Friday nights, Carolina Crown had to settle for a silver medal in finals with a score of 97.075, less than six-tenths of a point out of first. Still, Crown added three-tenths of a point from semis to finals and took first in total general effect and visual analysis. Crown member Kyle Norris aged out on finals night. I asked him what core director Jim Coates said to the core before they took the field. One of the big things he said was that we were coming on the field and that we were performing for nobody but um, ourselves and then the generations of Carolina Crown that had come before us and really uh, laid the groundwork for what we're doing today. And so to be thankful for those who have come before us and then to just get out there and have the best show of the season. And with that, the Concord Blue Devils in 2015 claimed their 17th world championship. In fact, their second in a row. Blue Devils director Dave Gibbs talking to BD members between finale and their encore performance and recalling the penalty the core took in quarterfinals that put them in fourth place heading into semis. I mean, it's, it's almost like uh, like the coolest thing ever, right? Because, um, you know, we haven't ever come that direction before. <laughs> we've, we've gone the other way plenty of times in my life and we haven't come that way. So coming this way, it's actually quite shocking and I think it's going to be, when it soaks in, probably pretty heck of a rewarding experience. So. Um, hey, world champions number 17, congrats, right? The Blue Devils became the first core in over two decades to climb from fourth place or lower in quarterfinals and win in finals. Again, Dave Gibbs. This is the most unusual one for me. How did it or did not it affect the performer's mindset Thursday, Friday, Saturday? It didn't affect them. It affected me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt horrible. It was my fault, you know. It wasn't on them. It was on me. So we talked Friday morning. I told them, that's on me, not you. Um, we got a job to do, and let's go out and uh, go go up the ladder. Let's go from fourth up to first. So off we went. Ultimately, do you think that that may have been a good thing, a catalyst, I guess? They had a conviction, and in that morning talk on Friday, they, can, they, they had a conviction. They decided that they were going to go and uh, hopefully prove, uh, prove some people wrong, and but more importantly, prove to themselves that they, they had the will and the fight to, uh, to put the best performance on in their lives. So, and I was, uh, just want to say, man, the amazing competition. We wouldn't be here unless Crown, Cadets, Blue Coat, Santa Clara were so awesome. And I feel just kind of bittersweet, right? It's bittersweet. I wish, I wish there was uh, gold medals for everybody. In the captions, Blue Devils claimed the John Brazale Trophy for best visual performance. They also won their eighth straight George Zingali Color Guard Trophy. And Scott Johnson's drumline took home the Fred Sanford Trophy for best percussion. It was, you know, it was a crazy, I've never seen a season like this with the recaps. Numbers were all over the place and we kept telling the performers, it's going to be about the performance of the night. It's going to be about the performers. And um, I think we got the best performers in the world and they showed up tonight. It was awesome. BD's performers were just as shocked as the staff by their climb from fourth place earlier in the week. This is drum major Nico Martinez. 
it was absolutely amazing. The performance itself was really electric. Um, you know, you felt the heart and passion going into the show, and it just came out onto the field. We didn't leave anything. You know, regardless of whatever happened with the scores, we were all super. Um, Super excited to just know that we put our best out tonight. So. And drum major J.P. Castro said Dave Gibbs' comments before the core took the field were a big motivator. Tonight, right before we went uh, on, David Gibbs came up to us and said, grab all of that energy and just release it as soon as it, we start off. And that's exactly what we did. We stayed focused throughout the whole time, and we came out here and we did what we do best, and we were a Blue Devil tonight. I asked age-out member Matthew Berger what winning number 17 for the Blue Devils meant to him. I don't even know. This is incredible. This is the greatest way to age out. Uh, starting as well. Like this, I have no words right now. This is incredible. Two weeks ago, I didn't know if this was possible. So it's this been a weird season, hasn't it? Very weird, and it's super weird compared to again, like starting four years ago to now. Like it's been very different. And so again, like two weeks ago, I didn't know what was going to happen. Last week, Sunday, I didn't know this could happen. Does that make for a more interesting season than like last year when you guys were just on a roll every show? Absolutely. This season was way more fun because it was so up and down. Now with victories in 2014 and 2015, the Blue Devils have the opportunity to notch DCI's first world-class three-peat since the Cavaliers did it in 2002. But they'll have to best some stiff competition first. Remember, last season, the top four came into finals week all within a point of each other. And with the way top talents being recruited and taught in DCI's upper echelons, we might see the top five or even the top six that tightly bunched this year. That's where we left it at the end of the 2015 season, and now a fresh new season stretches out before us. In our two upcoming Field Pass podcasts, DCI Artistic Director Michael Cesario previews what we can expect from the world's greatest performers this summer. DCI's Field Pass is presented by Zildjian. Visit them at zildjian.com. The Field Pass theme music is composed by Mark Higginbotham. I'm Dan Potter. Thanks for listening. I'll see you at the stadium. Thank you.